following is a teaching message from Shaw Community Church. For more information on Shaw or our teaching resources, visit www.shaw.org.nz. To the elders among you, I appeal as a fellow elder and a witness of Christ's sufferings and one who will also share in the glory to be revealed. Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them. Not because you must, but because you're willing, as God wants you to be. Not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. Not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. So that motley bunch that you just saw, those are the elders of Shaw Community Church, believe it or not. And that video was taken at our Zoom meeting that we had this week. We got together as elders, as we do every month, and uh, we talked together about where we're at as a church, and we prayed together. We prayed for some of you, uh, some that are sick and, and hurting at the moment. And we laughed together, and we read scripture together, and we sought to do the, the work of, of eldership together, uh, seeking to provide guidance and leadership over our church community as we move through this global pandemic together. Uh, there's no chapter in the elders manual on leading a church through a global pandemic, so we're all just doing our best to be uh, good elders and faithful leaders of God's church at the moment. But we thought that it would be good uh, for our elders to actually read that passage of scripture that you, that you just heard. And so we recorded ourselves doing that at our meeting on Wednesday night. And this is the passage that we're looking at in, in 1 Peter this morning, 1 Peter 5. Peter here is directly addressing the elders of the churches that, that he's writing to. And so we're going to talk about eldership this morning. Uh, we're going to talk about who elders are. Uh, we're going to talk about why they exist and what they're there to do and, and how, how we should respond to them as a congregation. And let me say up front that I know most of you are not elders in the church, uh, but that's okay. And it doesn't mean that this passage is not important for you. Just because you might not be an elder, this passage about elders is still really important because if, if you're a member of a church, if you're part of our congregation or part of any congregation, it's important to understand why has God given the church leaders? Uh, why are elders important? And what should our response be to the leaders, to the elders that God has placed over us? How, how do we relate to them? How do we engage with them? Uh, how should we support them as a congregation? That dynamic between elders and congregation is really important. And so this is, this is relevant for all of us. So let's look a little bit more closely at how Peter describes here the role that elders have in a congregation. In verse 2, look at this image that he uses. He says, be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care. The primary image that Peter is using when he comes to describe elders is the image of the shepherd. And that is such a biblically rich image. It has a long background through the biblical story, and you've heard some of that in the video that we played earlier, going right back through the Old Testament with the Lord, Yahweh being our shepherd, and then Jesus as the good shepherd. 
And then you might remember that story in the Gospels after Jesus is resurrected, where Jesus and Peter are walking along the beach, walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee. And Jesus says to Peter, do you love me? He asks him that question three times. And Peter responds each time, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And each time Jesus then says, feed my sheep. And so Jesus is giving Peter that picture of the shepherd to describe what he's calling Peter to do. And remember that Jesus is commissioning Peter essentially as the first elder of the first church, the church that was about to be born. And as he commissions Peter into that role, he wants Peter to understand himself as a shepherd, as a shepherd leader. And so now, a couple of decades later, here is Peter now writing his epistle to these churches in Asia Minor. And as he comes to address the elders in those churches, he addresses them as shepherds. And it's, it's very likely that Peter was thinking back to, to his own calling as a shepherd leader and the way that Jesus pressed that image so strongly on his heart. Now it's the most natural thing as Peter raises up the next generation of Christian leaders that he presses on their hearts this, this image of the shepherd leader, that they are called to be shepherds of God's flock. That's the primary thing that our elders are called to be, is shepherds. They are shepherds, and, and the congregation is described like a flock, God's flock of sheep. So we need to unpack that metaphor. If we're going to understand the role of biblical eldership, we need to understand what, what does it mean for elders to be shepherds, and, and what does that image communicate about eldership today and how the church is supposed to function? Well, there's a couple of dimensions to this shepherding role that elders have. And, and let's, let's walk through them. The first is that as shepherds, elders are called to be overseers. Now look at the language that Peter uses here. Uh, in verse 2, he says, Be shepherds of God's flock that is under your care, watching over them. Watching over them. And this is the idea of having oversight, of taking responsibility, and having a level of authority over a community of people. Uh, if, if you think of the image of the shepherd, the shepherd, of course, was the one who had responsibility for the sheep. Uh, he had oversight of that flock that was entrusted to him. Uh, very often in the first century, the shepherd would not necessarily own the sheep. Uh, he could be a hired hand. Someone else would, would own the sheep, but they would employ a shepherd to have responsibility and to lead and to guide the sheep on a daily basis. And that, that's a bit like the way elders function in the church. Ultimately, the church belongs to God. Elders never have absolute authority in the church. God, We are God's possession as a church, as a community. But God has entrusted the care of this flock to a group of shepherds called elders. And they exercise authority on God's behalf. And so the elders have this responsibility for overseeing the church and its, its direction, leading it along a healthy and godly and biblical path in a way that's, that's honoring to God. There's a couple of dimensions to that, a couple of different ways in which elders undertake that overseeing role. The first is that they provide strategic oversight. So this you, you could sort of think of this being a little bit similar to a board of directors uh, in, in a corporation, uh, a board of governance, that kind of structure where you have a group of people who provide a top-level decision-making authority over an organization. And they provide kind of that macro-level leadership 
of the way an organization is functioning and moving. And, and that's essentially what the elders are doing. The elders are, are watching over our church in terms of watching over the direction that our church is moving. Uh, they're looking at the purpose of our church. We have that threefold purpose statement, loving God, loving each other, loving the world. Our elders are looking at those three elements of our church life and looking at, is there one of those that we're falling behind on? Is there one that we need to be giving more strategic focus to? Uh, are, we, are we resourcing ministry in the right way to really move forward in the way that we sense God leading us to move forward? Uh, as an example, one of the things that we are focusing on at the moment is we're looking to take as a church a, a new step in global mission. And this came out of a process that the elders were, were part of, as, as well as other ministry leaders and staff in our church a couple of years ago, of setting some direction for our church. And one of the outcomes of that is we sensed God leading us to take a new step in forming a partner in global mission. We've already got a great partnership with Nazi Twan. We just sensed God leading us that there's a, there's a next step to take here. There's another step in global mission, sitting alongside all of the community mission that we do, the local mission that we do. So, so there's a role the elders have in discerning as best they can and, and listening to the Holy Spirit and talking together around where, where are some of the next steps that God is calling us to take and, and what are some of the resources that we need to direct and channel in order for that, those steps to be taken. So the elders have that really important role of, of overall strategic direction for the church. The other type of oversight that elders have, though, is a spiritual oversight. And this is so important. This is really the point where biblical eldership looks really different to leadership in a corporate organization or any other type of organization. It's very easy just to import corporate ideas, organizational theory, systems theory, and so on into the church. We need to be so careful of that because the church is a unique living organism. It's the body of Christ. And we need to appreciate the unique dynamics and dimensions of church leadership and, and eldership. So to have a spiritual oversight means that our elders are seeking to, to look at the spiritual vitality of our church and look at how Shaw is moving towards spiritual maturity. That, that's really the goal. Uh, biblically, that, that's what we're called to as a church is to move further towards maturing as a congregation, growing deeper in God's grace, growing deeper in Scripture, growing in our love for one another, growing in our participation in the mission of God and the world. And our elders are seeking to take the pulse of the church spiritually and see where there is strength and where there is weakness and, again, provide leadership and direction so that we grow up as a healthy church into a mature spiritual body. Uh, part of that, for example is that the elders biblically have a responsibility to guard the doctrine of the church. That, that means they, they are overseeing the theology of our church and, and ensuring that what we teach, what I teach, is in line with Scripture, in line with what the Bible says. So if, if I said something this morning that was complete heresy, if I just said to you now, well, you know, Jesus, he's not really the Son of God. You know, he's probably just a good guy then I would expect this afternoon to get a call. In fact, I'd probably get five calls from the elders. And that, that'd be saying, what, what are you doing? What's going on? And how have you come so far off track? I would expect that because the elders are my spiritual accountability. And this is part of the role they have of, of looking at our teaching and, and seeking to have sure move in a way that is congruent with the biblical story and lining up with, with Scripture. 
So the elders have that really vital, important spiritual overseeing role, which is really unique to being a local church leader as opposed to some other kind of leader. So that's the oversight role that, uh, that our elders have, really important part of, of being a shepherd. But it's not the only part of being, being a shepherd leader. There's another dimension to this that Peter brings out. And the second part of elders being shepherds is that they are called to serve. Now look at what Peter says here. Uh, this is at the end of verse 2. He says, not pursuing dishonest gain, but eager to serve. And that, this is so vital. But again, when you think of the, uh, the image of a shepherd, think of a, a literal shepherd. The shepherd is someone who spends time with the sheep. You know, a, a shepherd in the first century, he was spending all day with the sheep. And he would know the sheep by name. And, and he would make sure they're all accounted for. And, and he would lead them to good pastures. And he'd seek to guide them along good paths. And he'd make sure he led them to good water. And if there was a weak sheep among them or, or a sheep that was lame in some way, that shepherd would move at the pace of that weakened sheep and, and help to nurture and, 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 and facilitate the healing of that sheep. The shepherd would seek to protect the sheep, sometimes with, with his own life. It was a hazardous kind of occupation being, being a, a shepherd. And, and the shepherds would, would spend so much time, they'd be in amongst the sheep, mixing with the sheep all the time. They'd, they'd come home at the end of the day and they would smell like sheep. Now, I'm not saying the elders are necessarily going to smell like you, but that's the idea, is that the elders are not supposed to be a group of people who are just kind of off in the distance, sitting in a, in a room somewhere, coming up with ideas and making plans that are totally disconnected from the life of the church. The elders are to be among the people as the shepherd is among the sheep. And, and our elders are doing this. Uh, they, they see themselves as servants, servants of, of you as a congregation. So obviously, we're limited in our ability to do this during lockdown. But when we're able to, the elders are visiting people in our church. They're visiting the sick. Uh, they're visiting those in need. And they're praying for them. And they're laying hands on them. And they're blessing them in the name of the Lord. And even now in lockdown, where they can't do that physically, our elders are still touching base with people and they're connecting with people. They're praying for people. You might remember in the age before lockdown, uh, on Sunday mornings, our elders are available for prayer after our service. And so they'd be there off to the side of the, of the auditorium, uh, available for people, anyone, to come forward and have a time of talking and praying. And they'd be willing to listen and they'd be willing to offer some godly instruction from the scriptures and open the Bible together and offer some encouragement and just genuinely come alongside you and pray. The elders are available just to talk with you. They're an approachable bunch of people and they're a relaxed bunch of people and they're always up for a chat. And they are the kind of people and they're intended to be the kind of people who are available to the congregation, willing to talk, willing to engage, who have a proximity to the life of the congregation. That's good, healthy eldership, where the elders are not separate, but they're right in there amongst our people. And, and our elders at Shore seek to be that. They, they seek to be among our congregation as servants and as shepherds and as those who are there to be available and accessible in a whole lot of everyday ways to encourage and bless and pray for and uplift the members of our church congregation. So our elders are there to serve. So you have this role of, of the servant 
and you have this role of the overseer. And both of those roles come together really powerfully in this image of the shepherd. Let me just say one more thing about this, this idea of the shepherd, because it's so important, and Peter touches on it here just as, as he's talking in the context of serving. He says in verse 3, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And what Peter's putting his finger on there is the issue of power and leadership. This is so important because power can so easily be misused and mishandled, can't it? And so he's saying elders are, are not to be those who, who lord it over others in the sense of dominating and being authoritarian in the way that they use their power. And I mean, we all know there are so many examples in recent years and decades of church leaders, spiritual leaders, who have sadly used their power to abuse others and manipulate others and coerce others and use that power for horrendous things. Peter is saying it should be the opposite. That doesn't mean that power in and of itself is a bad thing. Sometimes we, we get the idea as Christians that all, all forms of power are bad and we should shun them. But in fact, in the Bible, power is not bad. Power can be a good thing. Uh, power can be a godly thing. And within a local church context, a group of elders, they do hold a certain amount of power or authority simply by virtue of the office they hold. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to hold power. The, the point is how you use it. The, the whole issue is how you use power. And power can be used to harm others and, and push others down. But power can be used to bless. Power can be used to serve. And, and, and Peter is saying this is the kind of leadership that, that local churches should have. These are the kind of leaders that, that we seek to be as elders are those who use power in redemptive ways. Use whatever power and authority God may have given us to, to serve others, to be examples to others. As Peter says, our elders seek to be examples to the flock. Doesn't mean they're perfect people. They're far from it. But they are people who seek to live out humbly the way of Jesus. And that's another way of using power in, in, in a godly way, we use power to lift others up. We use power to empower other people. We use power to seek to, to unlock opportunities for other people and to be a blessing and to be servants. So elders are those who hold power, but who are called to use power redemptively. Use power to serve and use power to bless. So all of this comes together in this beautiful image of the shepherd that Peter gives us. The one who oversees, the one who serves, the one who holds power but holds it graciously and, and uses that power to serve. This is who elders are, and this is who our elders are at Shore. Uh, our elders wear various, various hats and they have various responsibilities. Our elders are also trustees uh, because that we have a charitable trust, and as, as a church, that's our legal entity. Yes, our elders have those responsibilities when they walk into every elders meeting. But above all of that, first and foremost, biblically, our elders are shepherds. That's how we see our role. That's how we understand it from Scripture. And as we go about the various tasks that are involved in, in being elders and providing oversight of our church, we keep that image in front of us of seeking to be good and faithful shepherds of the flock that God's entrusted to us. Now, let me mention one other thing here that, that Peter describes in the work of eldership. Uh, it's so important for understanding how all this fits together. He says in verse 4, 
when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that will never fade away. Now, who's the chief shepherd? That's Jesus, right? Jesus described himself as the good shepherd. He's the chief shepherd. And this, this truth here is just vital. It reminds us that ultimately authority in the church belongs to Jesus, right? He's the head of our church. He, he's, he's ultimately the Lord of all, and he's the head of the church. Elders are under shepherds of the chief shepherd. Jesus is the chief shepherd. We are just serving under his leadership. And so we've got to remind ourselves that Jesus is the chief elder in our church. It's not any person. It's not any group of people. Jesus is our head elder. In fact, Jesus is our head pastor, our head shepherd in the church. Jesus is the leader of our church. And our elders are just privileged to be able to, to be under shepherds of the chief Shepherd. And so that's very much how we see our role, just serving on behalf of Jesus. And that's why it's so important for us when we gather together that we're praying and that we're seeking Jesus and we're asking him to lead us and guide us because we're acknowledging his authority and that this is his church. You are his people. You don't belong to us. You belong to Jesus. And it's his work that's being done among us. So we're very conscious of that. It keeps us humble and it keeps us looking to Jesus for guidance. Now, that's as far as Peter goes on this issue of eldership, but I do want to just touch on a couple of other things more broadly in Scripture because it's important for us as a congregation to ask the question, well, how do we relate to our elders? Like, this is addressed specifically to elders, and that's the primary instruction, but how do we as a congregation look to our elders and, and relate to them? And Scripture does give us some guidance in this, and I want to finish just touching on a couple of points here. This is in the book of Hebrews. Chapter 13, verse 17, there are two things here that as a congregation we are called to do in relation to those whom God has placed in leadership over us. The first is in verse 17, have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. First thing we're called to do in response to our elders is to submit. And I know that sounds like a harsh Word, it doesn't mean that we give some kind of unquestioning obedience to the elders, that we just blindly follow them. It doesn't mean the elders get to be controlling and coercive in what they do. But it does mean that we acknowledge the elders that God has placed in our church, even though they are elected by us as a congregation, they are ordained by God and they are placed there by him. And so we acknowledge that, that God has given us these elders and that we are called to respect their leadership. We're called to honor their leadership. We're called to submit lovingly and graciously to their leadership. That means submitting to direction that they may give to the church. It means submitting to guidance that they may give us at times individually in the church. Uh, it means submitting and supporting decisions that the elders make, even if sometimes you, you may not see it exactly the same way that the elders see it. That's okay. Uh, your perspective might be, might be different. Sometimes you might not quite understand. But this is where it is so fundamental as a congregation that we have trust towards those who are placed in authority over us. It's an important part of being a church member that you trust your leaders. And then you can say, these elders are put there by God, and I trust them. I, I trust the decisions that, that they make. Very often, the elders will have information you may not have. 
Uh, they'll see things that you may not see. Uh, very often, if there's personal sensitive information and confidentiality and privacy, you're not going to be privy to that. Sometimes the elders are, and that may influence certain things that they do and decisions that they make. You may be looking at an issue from one perspective. The elders are always trying to look at the issue from a range of perspectives and try and look at the macro picture across the whole life of our church and, and the church more broadly in the world. And so as a congregation, we are called to trust our leaders. Again, that does not mean that you can't ask questions. It doesn't mean the elders are unapproachable. Of course they are. It doesn't mean that you can't raise concerns when you have concerns. You, you're absolutely free to do that, and the elders are a really approachable bunch. But it does mean that we have a fundamental posture of trust toward our elders, that we respect them and we submit to their authority. It's an important dynamic in the life of a healthy church. There's one more thing here that Hebrews mentions, so important. It's in the very next verse, and it simply says, Pray for us. I've lost my place now, but I can remember the three words in Hebrews 13, 18. Pray for us. And there's a church leader writing that to Christians, asking for their prayers for him as a church leader. And I think as elders at Shaw Community Church, we would echo exactly the same thing and say, please pray for us. But we very much recognize that we are weak and we are broken and we are imperfect leaders, far from perfect leaders. We don't have all the wisdom we would love to have. We, we don't have all the understanding that we would love to have. As we come together, we are so mindful of the fact that we're limited, we're broken human vessels, even though we're called to be shepherds, and we need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. We need the mind of Christ. We need the direction of Jesus, the chief shepherd, as we seek to provide leadership and as we come together and, and seek to spiritually discern what's happening in the church and where the church should go. We need to draw on the resources of heaven to do that job. And those resources are poured out in response to the prayers of the people. And that's you. So you're called to pray. Like This is your responsibility. You, you are a part of this work, and we value your prayers. God moves in response to the prayers of his people. One of the most valuable things you can do in the church is pray for us as leaders that God would pour out his spirit, his wisdom, and his guidance, and his strength upon us as elders as we seek to lead and shepherd the people of God. So I want to encourage you just at a very practical level, would you commit to praying for us? As, as a group, I'm asking you on behalf of the elders, would you commit to regularly praying for the elders of Shore Community Church? Um, if you think of it, we, we meet on the last Wednesday night of every month. And so you could set yourself a little reminder. And on that Wednesday evening, set aside some time. And if, if you would lift us up in prayer, we would so appreciate it. And it, it would just, I think, enable us to have an incredible reassurance that we are carried by the prayers of our church family as we seek the will of God together. So we would value your prayers. It's good for you to be praying for your leaders, and it's incredibly valuable for us. So I, I, I want to encourage you as a church congregation to be thankful for the elders that we have at Shaw, uh, to be thankful that we've got people who are godly, mature Christians who are willing to step up into the role of an elder. It's not an easy role, uh, but people who are willing to invest, people who are willing to invest their time. They, these, these are people who really care about you. They really love you as shepherds, believe it or not. They really do. They've got the heart of a shepherd towards you. 
and they really want God's best for you, and they pray for you, and they're there to serve you, and you can give thanks, that that's, that's a gift. Like, godly elders are a gift to the local church, aren't they? And you can receive that as a gift. You can be thankful to God that he's given you the gift of elders. And I want to encourage you to do all you can to love the elders that God's given us at Shaw, to pray for them, to support them, to remember them, to get to know them, and to do all you can to, to honour them as the leaders that God has placed over us, the shepherds that God has given over this flock. And as we do that, as we love our leaders and submit to them, we move forward together and we are all seeking then to be led by Christ, the chief shepherd who guides us and leads us and carries us in his arms. That's who we are as a church and we're submitting to Christ as we look to the leaders and love the leaders that God has placed over us. So let's move forward together and love our leaders and enjoy being the flock of God as our chief shepherd. Let's pray together. God, we want to thank you this morning for our elders at Shaw. We're grateful for them, Lord Jesus. We want to lift each one of them up to you now, their families, uh, what's going on in their bubbles at the moment, and, and we're just grateful for their leadership. Lord Jesus, I pray for each of us on the eldership team that you'd give us tremendous wisdom as we seek to faithfully exercise uh, the role, the office that we have as elders. And I pray for us as a church, Lord God, that you'd continue to bring just great unity between elders and congregation, that relationships would be good and healthy, that we'd be able to move forward together. I thank you for the unity that there is at Shore Community Church. And I pray that you'd continue to build on that unity as we move forward. Oh, we thank you that you've made us to be a loving and trusting and serving congregation. I'm, I'm grateful to be part of this family of God. And we pray to you, Jesus, now, as our chief shepherd, that you would lead us. Lead us and guide us along the right paths for your name's sake. We look to you and we love you and we pray these things in your name. Amen. This has been a teaching message from Shaw Community Church. For more of our teaching resources or to donate to our teaching resource ministry or for more information on Shaw Community Church, visit www.shaw.org.nz Alternatively, you can email office at shaw.org.nz or phone 09 415 0455. Thank you for listening.